Hi, and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centred, Word-based and Spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Let's get into it. Are we ready? Are we ready? Are we ready? Are we ready? Okay. I've already prayed. I was going to pray again. It's okay. I've already prayed. So... I'm at this point, church, if I can be really honest with you, if I can be very real and maybe not, I don't know, guest preacher like, I don't know what that means, but I'm at a point, like I said, I've grown up in church my whole life. Um, my mum and dad, really early on, they used to take me to school. I've done Sunday school. I went to a Christian school. Um, and I have been in many, many services, many, many churches. I've seen many, many things. I've had the privilege of travelling overseas and going to mega churches and then going to the little small churches and seeing God do things in incredible places and incredible ways. Like I said, I'm now a senior pastor and have my own church, my own responsibilities. And I'm at this point where I am just so messed up and so unsatisfied for anything else other than God, other than His love, other than intimacy, other than that deep internal yearning and growing, groaning, sorry, for just Him. I don't want a service. I don't want a nice on service and tick the boxes and then go home. I want Him. And if He doesn't show up, if He doesn't meet me, I don't want to be there. (laughs) Sounds like really honest, but I don't. And I'm at this point, church, where I have, I've seen incredible men of God preach incredible sermons, but nothing else matters to me other than Him. Nothing else matters to me other than you loving God and out of that love for God that you love people. We talk about revival. We talk about it like this this big supernatural, weird, spiritual thing out in like, I don't know, it all has to be dark and gloomy and the keys have to play the whale noises and then it's like (gasps) the presence of Jesus. Um, It's not that. All it is, it's so simple. It's Him. It's Him turning up in His realness, in His love, in His mercy, in His kindness. Our God is so kind. Our God is so good. He's not waving a finger at you. He's not mad at you. He's not cross with you. He doesn't hold things up and say, well, you didn't do this and you didn't do this. He doesn't. He loves. He embraces. He welcomes. And I, in my own church, my people will know this. I'm just like, man, All I want is people that are so desperate, desperate for God, but not just like a a pumping passion desperate, but like actually like you go home and you are in worship. You go home and you are reading the Word. When you see somebody that is sick down the street, it moves your heart to such a point where you're like, can I pray for you? Can I tell you about my Jesus? Can I tell you what He's done for me? I'm at a point, church, where all I want and all I believe that Christianity is, it's not complicated. Love God, love people. Revival, like that's it. Everything else, everything that comes with insecurity, fear, doubt, anxiety, infirmities, all of that, miracles. When we're talking about miraculous, you know, seeing signs and wonders and miracles, that all comes from a person, the beautiful Father heart of God. 
So I would love to talk to you really quickly and then we can just let him come and do what he does. It's about his love, his love. And when I say love, it's not, it's not the smoochy love. It's not the, you know, I don't know. I don't know what else, just not normal love. The love that I'm talking about is agape love. And it says that agape love in the Word is divine love. It is unchanging love. That love is not a mind experience. It's not a mind argument. It's not something that you can reason within your mind. It's a heart experience. It's when you let go and you let loose and you let God and He comes and meets you. I believe people encountering God is the biggest revival. It's the biggest revival. People encountering the love of God is the biggest revival that you can ever have because that's what changes things. That's what changes things. When you encounter His supernatural love, lots of things happen, but you receive identity, you receive healing, and you receive His heart. Can I just read this? I didn't give it to the people. I'm so sorry. Um, So if you have your words, you can turn there. It's 1 Corinthians 13, but I'm reading it from the Passion Translation. um, And it is just a kind of like a paraphrase Passion Translation. Um, But let me read this, 1 Corinthians 13, which, you know, a lot of people, if you've been in church for any amount of time or been to a wedding, you would have heard this. But hear it in terms of God's love for you, yeah? Because this is talking about what love is. But also in 1 John 4, which I'm going to read, it says that God is love. It's His person. It's what, it's what He is made up of. He can't do anything that is not love because it is who He is. He is love. His whole being, His whole personality, His whole character is love. So this is God's love for you. His love is large and incredibly patient. His love is gentle and consistently kind. How good is that? His love refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. His love does not brag about one's achievements or, in, in, or inflate its own importance. His love does not traffic in shame and disrespect, nor selfishly seek its own honour. His love is not easily irritated or quick to take offence. His love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. His love is a safe place of shelter. I love that. His love never takes failure as defeat because it never gives up. Can I just read to you 1 John 4? It's going to be on the screen as well, I'm pretty sure. So 1 John 4 verse 7 says, Dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. Everyone who does love has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed His love amongst us. He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our, for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and His love is made complete in us, in Jesus' Name. So 
I believe that when you encounter His love, when you encounter His supernatural, crazy love for you, you receive His identity. And it says this in 1 John 3, 1. It says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Tonight, you are a son and a daughter of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That is your identity. And you can think otherwise, you can chop and change, you can whatever. But at the end of the day, if you come to God and you say, Jesus, I give you all of my heart, that is who you are. That is your identity in Him. And when you meet Him in that love, that is your, he, he labels you as son and daughter. Think about my beautiful son there. He is 14 months old. If any of you have babies, you know. He doesn't really do that much at the moment. He doesn't really, I don't know, massage me or like serve me dinner or I don't know what people want their kids to do for them. I don't know. He does nothing. He does nothing to earn his sonship. He just is my son, yeah? He's 14 months old. When he was a newborn and just a blob and like pooping everywhere and just like those nights where you're like, do you even love me? Give me something. Like because when, when they're first babies, they're like, meh, like it's just nothing. It's like, smile at me. Give me, a, I don't know. Um, anyway, at least now he like cuddles and kisses me. But like he at the very beginning was nothing, like he was just a baby, like I had to do absolutely everything for him. I still do. But he was still my son. Why do we think then that when we come to God, we have to earn our right as a son and a daughter? Why do you think that you have to be something to be worthy enough of your identity in the kingdom? You don't because you could just be a fat blob baby pooping and crying everywhere and you are still a son and a daughter because you don't have to do anything to earn that. His love, His love says He's lavished on us. Why? Because He sent His only Son so that He could die for us, so that you could have that inheritance. You are His son and His daughter tonight just because He says you are in Jesus' Name. I love that. And like I said before, the prodigal, let me just read this. This story is just so beautiful. It's like a long story, but pretty much there was these two sons and it was a parable that Jesus told as an example. There were these two sons, one decided, I'm out of here, Dad, whatever. I'm going to take all my money. I'm going to go. I'm going to spend it on high life living and just do my thing. And I'm out of here. He went, he did that, realised, okay, this life is not so great. <laughs> There's a lot of, you know, bad things going on in the world. And I would be better to be at home with my father, even if I was just looking after the animals, because that life is better than the life I'm living now. So the son comes back with this kind of, idea of coming to the Father and saying like, look, Dad, I know that I, you know, embarrassed you. I know that I took your money, but I'm just going to go and I'll, I'll just work in the, in the, you know, pig's trough and I'll just go and I'll just look after your animals for you. Just let me come and stay um, at, your, at your farm. And this is what the Father's response is, which is so good. Luke 15 verse 20 says, <sighs> so he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. 
The son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. He thought that he had to earn his right as the son. But the father ignored pretty much what the son said. And he said to the servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and he is now found. And so they began to celebrate Church, the Father's love, He lavishes it on you with no restraint, with no expectation other than you are His son and you are His daughter and you don't have to do anything to earn that in Jesus' Name. The next thing that happens with His love when you encounter His revival love is you get healed. You get healed And it says in Psalm 147 verse 3, He heals the brokenhearted. He binds up their wounds. And I just uh, kind of prophetically wanted to say, I think sometimes, and especially in like Western church maybe, we think we have to be straighty 180, you know, hands raised at certain points. Sometimes we do the low arms. Sometimes it's like the heartfelt, like, "Mm, yes, Jesus. Um, And there's like, a code almost of how you're supposed to come to God. Can I just say, it's actually okay for you to get a little bit messy in God. It's okay for you to allow yourself to let go, let loose and let Him deal with some stuff because His love, it says, it heals. He binds up my broken heart. He heals my wounds, but I have to let Him. I have to reveal those vulnerabilities. I have to reveal those heartbreaks. I have to allow myself to let go, to be able to let Him come and bring His love and bring His healing. So tonight, if that's you, it's okay for you to just have a moment. It's okay for you to just sit and go, God, you know what? That really hurt me. I'm really, I'm really hurt by that. I've got that brokenness. I've got that pain. I've got that anxiety. I've got whatever it is, even maybe physical healing. And you're like, actually, I'm going to allow His love to come and heal. Because it says in Psalm 34, 18, that He's close to the brokenhearted. And He saves those who are crushed in spirit. He's not scared of your mess. He's not scared of your brokenness. He's not scared of stuff. That's what He does. He is the one. He is the one that comes and heals. The next thing, which is so good, because I believe that those first two, it's kind of like us, yeah? It's, it's us and God. I believe that when you encounter His supernatural love, you get His heart. You get it. There is, I cannot think of one time where I have been undone by God and not changed, where He has not put His finger on something and gone, that Charlie, I want that. Or this, I'm going to show you my heart for this. There is not one time I can think of where He hasn't moved me in a way where I'm like, oh God, like there's more, you've got more. And so I just wanted to encourage us, when you are moved by the love of God, when you encounter the love of God, I think about it like me and Benaya. So me and my husband, before I met Benaya, I could not tell you anything about a motorbike. Didn't know anything. I know that they have two wheels, that you ride them. Apparently you have to be careful where you look on the road because where you look is where you go when you're on a motorbike. Other than that, 
Couldn't tell you anything different. My husband loves motorbikes. He loves motorbikes. And since being married, we've been married for six and a half years, I now have a newfound love for motorbikes. I don't ride motorbikes, but I can appreciate them. If I see one down the road, I can tell you what's a, I don't know, what's a cruiser, what's a sport bike, what's a sports bike. I can tell you different things about bikes, the different CCs, what you want, what you don't want, different Jap bikes compared to American bikes, all of that sort of stuff. I now have a, a little bit of an understanding because the person that I love, loves bikes, Yeah. So that's like such like a trivial like example compared to like God. But God, when you are in love with God, when you are moved by His love, you start to become moved by His heart. And church, that is you being revival in your workplaces, with your friends, with your family. That is you being His hands and His feet. Because when you encounter love, when you sit with love, when you allow Him to overwhelm you and undo you and heal you and give you an identity, you realise His heart. You realise what His heart is for the lost, the hurt, the broken. That it's actually not good enough for you just to come to church by yourself anymore because you're so moved. You're so moved when you see that person that is in such desperation. You're so moved when you see that, that person that has no hope and they're in hopelessness because you're like, oh, I've got the answer. I've got love. I've got Jesus. I don't think that you can be in love with God and not love His heart. And His heart is always people. His heart is always salvation. His heart is never shaking the finger and being, you know, when people say, oh, I can't go to church because the, the roof will cave in. God would, like, that is so not my God. Like my God is loving and embracing. And so if that is who He is, that is who we need to be in Jesus' Name. And 1 John 4 says, oh, we read it before. Delightfully loved ones. This is in the Passion Translation. Translation 1 John 4 verse 11. If He loved us with such tremendous love, then loving one another should be our way of life. If He has loved us with such tremendous love, then loving one another should be our way of life. And you know, church, that's revival. That's revival. You know, you talk about you doing your revival nights and I love that you're doing it. But unless something has changed in your world outside this building, can I just say it doesn't matter <laughs> because we should be loving our city, our workplace, our family, our friends in such a way that it causes change because that's who He is. And so tonight I want to encourage you. And look, you're going to be in different places. You're going to be in different areas. Some of you are just going to be at that identity place. No, that's okay. That's okay if tonight all you're focused on is, you know what, I need to know that I'm a son and a daughter. If that's you, you sit there and you allow His love to overwhelm you in such a way that you walk out of here knowing I'm a son and I'm a daughter. Some of you already know that. So then you're at a place where you're like, actually, I need some healing. I need God to come and do some heart work. I need God to come and mend some brokenness, mend some things that are going on inside of me, mend even healing, physical healing. Some of you are at that point and that's okay. Others of you are at the point where you're like, I know I'm a son and a daughter. 
He has healed and He has set me free. And now I'm at a point, Jesus, where you need to show me your heart. You need to show me what you feel when you look at my city, when you look at Cronulla, when you look at the Shire, when you look at Greater Sydney, whatever area you're from. What does the Father's heart see in your workplace, with your family, maybe some of you with your kids? Then you're at a point where you're going, okay, God, let me allow your love to overwhelm me so that then I move out of that love. I be your hands and your feet and I start to see revival in my every day and my every moment because of who you are in Jesus' Name. Can I just encourage you, church? What you love about, what you love about, what you love, you will talk about. When I'm talking about this revival, supernatural God encounters with His love, you know, I'm obviously head over heels in love with my son. I just think that he is the best thing in the whole world. He makes me laugh every single day. Every single day, he does something that I'm just like, you're the coolest human in the world and I made you. I'm going to talk about my son to everybody. You know, at work, at school, it's like teachers, blah, blah, blah. Teachers are a whole like another breed of humans. And I can say that because I am a teacher. But I love when one of my friends at work, one of my teachers goes, do you have a photo of Bear today? And I'm like, do I? Scroll, scroll, scroll. Which one? Um, because I love to talk about him. You become like weird when you're a parent. It's like the smallest things. Like he was clapping like this for ages. And like only just two days ago has started going. And like for us, we're like, oh my gosh, you're a genius. It's the best thing in the world. Um, and all it took was my mum. She's like, because he's been clapping like funny for ages. And I was like, I was just learning. And my mum's like, no, I actually just got his hands and put them together. And I was like, oh, that's all it took. Anyway, so, but for us, we're like, that's the best thing in the world. Like you're clapping like a king right now. I talk about my son because I'm in love with my son. You talk about what you love. Can I just ask you, do you love God tonight? Do you love your father tonight? If you walked into your workplace and you said, I'm a Christian, would they understand and go, yeah, we know? Or would they be shocked? Are you? Did you go to church? Because you never talk about it. Because you never share your heart. Because you never share the goodness of your God. I wanna challenge us, Horizon Church, that when you are so overwhelmed with the love of God, it changes you. It changes you, it messes you up, it undoes you and you are wrecked for anything else. So tonight, I would love us to partake in some of that love. And like I said, some of you are gonna be at just the identity point, that's okay. Healing, He brings healing. Or some of you need to get His heart again. Some of you have been discouraged and you've believed God for stuff. You've believed for revival before and even coming to these nights, you're like, yeah, yeah, I've heard it before. I've been in church for a while. Yeah, revival, yeah. And you're discouraged because the prayers that you prayed haven't been answered. You know, if you're still breathing, if you're still here, means that God's not done. Means that God's not done. Your promises might not have been fulfilled yet, but it doesn't mean that they're not going to be fulfilled. His timing is perfect. His timing is perfect. So why don't where you are, you just close your eyes if you feel comfortable. Thank you, God. Thank you, God.
Father God, there is nothing. There is nothing that can ever satisfy like your love. There is nothing in all of heaven and all of creation that can move us like your love. And Father, I thank you that your love is kind. Your love is gentle. I thank you, God, that your love is present, that you're not disengaged off somewhere, but you're present. And Father, I just pray for every single person in this place. You know their story. You know their need. You know where they're at. Father, I ask that you come and you breathe your beautiful presence and your beautiful love. Father, I pray across this building that hearts would be softened. Hearts would be softened. For those of you in the place that you do feel discouraged, you do feel let down, you do feel like maybe, maybe God got it wrong. Maybe, I don't know. But that discouragement, that the thought of believing for something again feels exhausting because you're like, I've done it, I've believed, it hasn't happened. Can I speak to those hearts in the place tonight and just say, your God is faithful. Your God is good. He holds you. He holds your prayers. He holds your questions. He holds your fears. He holds your doubts. And tonight, all He wants to do is He wants to take all of that, but He wants to love you fresh tonight. He wants to love your discouragement away tonight because He gets it. He understands it and He's not surprised by it and He's not offended by it. So I pray, Holy Spirit, for the people that need encouragement. God, that You would breathe Your breath of encouragement. That You would breathe Your breath of life. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just take a moment where you're at. We don't have to rush. There's a beautiful sense of His presence. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, I thank You that Your love fights. Thank You that Your love fights for us. I thank You that Your love doesn't give up on us. Even when we've walked away, even when we've been the prodigal son, even when we've made mistakes, even when maybe we've just become complacent, maybe we've just become religious, Maybe we've just gone through the motions. I thank You that Your love is so fierce and so wild that it chases us down, that it doesn't give up on us, that it doesn't allow us just to become just floating through life. But Your love is beautifully aggressive over us in such an incredible way that allows us to flourish.
And I also just pray, God, for the people that have thought that they have known love. Maybe from a partner or a parent and that love's been abused. And so even when I'm talking about your love, their filter, they don't even understand a love that can heal, a love that can speak truth, a love that can bring identity, that can bring freedom because people have said that they've loved them and it's, it's just hurt them. I actually think there's a few of you in the room tonight. Father, I thank You that Your love doesn't hurt but your love heals. I thank you that your agape love is divine and unchanging, that it's not shaken, that it's not, doesn't run away when it gets tough, that it doesn't, you know, let, let people go when it gets too hard, but your love stays. And for those people in the room tonight, Holy Spirit, I pray with your kindness that you would just overwhelm them with true love, with Father's love, with Father God's love, that agape love, that even if they've been hurt before by love, that this love will come and bring such healing and such life in Jesus' Name. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.